0: Something the matter, Athrin? Sorry,
1: I meant Alex. I know how difficult this might be, but I'd like you to lend me one of your mobile suits. Please. That certainly is difficult. Do you seriously think I could give such permission to a foreign civilian under these circumstances? You would be putting at risk all of former Chairwoman Canover's efforts to date. I understand. But... In this situation, I can't just stand by and do nothing. Please, if you have a machine I can use. I understand, but... It's
0: all right. I'll approve it. A special case on my authority. Chairman?
2: Hello and welcome to It's Again, the internet's best episode by episode Gundam C Destiny podcast. My name is Jeremy. I'm Tyler. My name is Zach. I feel like we all said our names weird, and I don't know if I'm just being super self-conscious, or... I feel
1: like you said yours normal, but Zach and I definitely were weird. You said yours
0: tired, and I said mine way happier than I normally do, or at least more energetic.
1: I I feel feel... like I went through puberty
0: by saying my (laughs) name,
1: so... (laughs) I'm Tyler! I cannot make my voice crack on purpose. I've tried so many times, it just does not happen.
0: It's always easy to tell if I'm tired or not, because if I'm tired... Or sick. My voice drops like five or six, ten, twenty octaves. I'm Zach. (laughs) It's very... very, I'm... My name is uh, (laughs) Zach. You're becoming Eeyore. (laughs) Well, well, okay.
1: We're gonna watch, uh,
2: Phase 5 this
1: week. Scars That Won't Heal. Or as I, uh, called it in all my notes for some reason. SCARS! Like stars? Yes. Or like the villains from The Lion's Kings. Maybe those. No, it's Jill Bloody Valentine. She's a member of SCARS. I see what you did there. Yep, you're welcome.
2: We're all tired tonight, so we're just gonna get right into it. You can watch along if you like uh, via Crunchyroll or Hulu I think still has it if you're paying for Hulu. And last time I checked YouTube had it, but who knows by the time this comes out.
0: You know, I'm pretty sure that just saying all of us are kind of tired is generally just the normal state of being. For
1: that's us not always point. true. I'm actively falling asleep right now. I also feel n-
2: like recording this podcast is usually a pick-me-up for me.
1: Yeah, me too. So we'll see. I'm drinking Mountain Dew, the traditional beverage of nerds. I have not had one the of in a while. The traditional beverage
0: of Titanfall 2, to put an age to that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and to be clear... Are going <laughs> to die? Oh, to be clear, no.
2: we're not recording this so long ago that Titanfall 2 is in any way relevant.
1: No, yeah. No, this is the year of... Our Lord 2019, and I am drinking Titanfall 2 Mountain Dew. <laughs> did you not notice that? No, I did not. Well, sorry, um, you can continue, I'm just gonna try to find a print date on this.
0: Oh, it's expired. Technically speaking, that can of Mountain Dew is expired. It's on the bottom of the can.
1: Okay, yeah. 2017, ladies and gentlemen, June 19th of 2017, this is two years out of date. Tastes fine. Tastes it, like slurm. It,
0: it's more than that, Tyler, because remember... Sodas generally don't expire for more than two years.
1: I mean, it's very old soda, but it is two years out of print. I don't know. Out of... No, it's a first edition.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's two two years years expired. Sell that on eBay.
2: Get that Charizard money.
0: (laughs) Eventually, it will probably run out of those.
2: So the episode starts on what appears to be some hellfire, but actually it's just a star, presumably the sun. And they talk about, hey, solar wind velocity is about the same. We'll arrive in about 30 seconds.
1: And we see a bunch of bombs, except they're not bombs.
0: They're like thrusters and pink and like black, purple and pink gins.
1: So there were like these little like drones installing these bombs. And I was really sad that they weren't balls because I feel like that would be a good callback.
2: Yeah, we had the minestrel in Gundam Seed a little bit, but that didn't do as nearly as much as the ball does in the original series. So we see a whole bunch of these little engines just light on all at the same time. To push a giant jellyfish.
1: A space jellyfish.
2: And they salute Junius 7 as it starts to move. And we see some zapped soldiers be like, Ah, after this I can see my family again. And my dead friend.
1: And by that I assume they mean that they will commit honorable kamikaze? They'll probably just crash into something.
0: But at any rate, they're dropping a colony. And, an ex-colony, because it's Junius 7, the it's one that still, got bloody massacred before. It's still technically a colony, it just no one lives on it anymore.
1: Yeah, so this is very early in a Gundam series to be doing a colony drop, I feel.
2: It's because they're trying to take the plot of 0083 and the plot of Zeta Gundam and do them together in one series. So if you're not familiar with Zeta Gundam, the backstory of it is there was an attempted colony drop that got stopped and that allowed them to basically go Gestapo on former Xeon forces. So we're getting getting
1: both of those stories here in Destiny. Oh, that explains the Cabal later, yeah.
0: Yes and no. We will certainly get to them.
1: Uh, yeah, I have a lot to say about those guys. Oh, don't worry, me too. <laughs> There's
0: a lot going on in this particular episode.
1: Yeah, it was a really slow episode somehow, but also... I like, well, It's I a did... very,
0: like, plot exposition type of episode.
1: It's a slow episode, but it's exactly the sort of episode we've needed for, like, four episodes yes. now. I liked it a lot. I think maybe because the last couple have just been so action-y.
0: It's been just one big brawl for such a long time. We're finally getting some of that character motivation we've
2: desperately needed to make these fights interesting. Plus, spoilers, Diarca and Izak are back.
1: Yep. The Jewel Team! <laughs> So we're watching the opening right now. There's that scene where the uh, Freedom and the Impulse clash blades and Shin just looks like surprised in the splash art of him. So we cut to presumably some sort of plant watchtower
2: bay where they're realizing Junius 7 has started to move and they're trying to figure out
0: like what has what, happened yeah what's going on there's a whole bunch of just general panicky speech like where is it going have you contacted the chairman
1: uh, have you contacted what? the minerva specifically
0: well that's good yeah. everyone knows he's on board yeah did you or earth yeah i mean that'd be a big one
2: so we see the guy at i guess resume the communications bay the email chair <laughs> on the minerva and he suddenly sees this graph of Junius Seven about to fall.
1: Yeah, he's like drinking boba tea or something. He's like, ah, oh, I almost did a spit take at that.
0: And we, we get some speech that's like it's got Junius Seven, a big arrow pointing to a label of Earth. And then right after <laughs> that we jump out of I jump out of that to Durandal and the captain, Gladys. apparently, getting it on.
1: Yeah, I was gonna ask, are they together? Is that
2: established? This or? is establishing it. I mean
1: We will find out more about their relationship later, I guess is what I'll say. Yeah, I guess I was more asking, were they already a thing, or did they just hook up? Uh,
0: I, I think it's implied, at least here, that... I always got the feeling that they were all together, or at least together-ish, before this. I mean, they are, you... are
1: just kind of laying around, like, reading while naked, which is definitely something I do with my wife of over a decade.
2: Uh, <laughs> I guess if do you want me to spoil what their relationship is? Or... No, no, we'll get there. Okay, but anyway, yeah, she's naked, he's just lounging with his iPad in bed.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, my dude.
2: <laughs> and she answers the, I guess she probably has the video off, but she definitely goes up to the computer screen to say it with just, like, the sheet around her. And they know, they
0: apparently know where the Supreme Councilman is.
2: To be fair, she has already told him, hey, you can use my quarters to rest. But yeah, I guess the cat's kind of out of the bag if they're (laughs) calling her as she answers. (laughs) Although that doesn't necessarily mean they're doing anything untoward, I suppose. Like, even right now, they're not. He's just chilling
0: with his iPad.
2: You know, just naked chill time.
0: It's just just (laughs) weird because, like, you would think you wouldn't contact her to find the Supreme Councilman necessarily, like, assuming he's there, which is kind of what they're doing. He does look like a sad puppy when she gives him a look afterward.
1: Yeah, he's like, oh man, I was looking forward to our massage? Shiatsu. It's definitely going to be Shiatsu massage.
2: So we cut to them in full dress now, addressing Kagali and Atherin about the situation, like they have before.
1: Actually, so really quick, can I just say that I love that Gladys's hair stayed in that exact same shape while she was, like <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's an her. attack
0: position. I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's I'm pretty sure she has like concrete level gel to hold her hair. Thrusters place.
1: forward.
0: So anyway she's like, we've
2: checked with our sensors, we've been able to confirm that this is really happening.
0: And Atherin's like, how it
2: should have been in a stable orbit for hundreds of years. So like, well, something had to happen. Maybe it got hit by a
0: meteor, we don't really know. Uh but it's gonna hit the earth, so We gotta
1: go do something. I mean, I
0: do like the line he gives, which is, you know, it could have been any number of these things.
1: But it doesn't matter.
0: But it really doesn't matter. What matters is it's falling. That's what we gotta deal with right
1: now. And Kigali's like, what's gonna happen? And Kigali's like, emotions! And Durandal's like, you know what's gonna happen. It's a big rock. It's gonna hit the planet. Bad stuff.
2: So, like, we're doing everything in our power to stop it, but, like, that means we have to go mobilize because we're close. And I'm super sorry, but obviously we have to do this
0: like this is obviously one that you can't really wait around this is something that has to be addressed now and you've like yeah obviously like
2: that's not a problem but also, God, this ship has just been
1: one disaster
0: after another. <laughs> I actually... <laughs> this, is, this has been bad luck, luck enough worthy of a gypsy curse.
1: It's at this point where I like kind of wanted just the adventures of the Minerva to be kind of like episodic things like Star Trek or something. Where <laughs> dude, they're just like dude. going from place to place. <laughs> With no real like driving conflict. They're just like going around solving problems. Our mission. To bumble into things <laughs> and, and figure out <laughs> how to fix them. <laughs> but also, we have mobile suits, and that's cool.
0: When I was watching this, I had the immediate solution of uh, get in front of it and then just start blasting it with the main cannons.
1: Yeah, my fir- Because
0: <laughs> I'm a very, very direct problem solver.
1: Everyone was like, how are we going to stop it? And my immediate thought is just shoot it real good. And then like two minutes later, well, hey, we'll, no, get hey, we'll, we'll get, get there. we'll get there. Don't worry.
2: <laughs> so we cut to the... Tomato hair Galley. Kid. And uh, all these Zap characters... It's more like a
0: lounge, not so much a gallery.
2: Yeah, but, lounge. That's the word I wanted. I couldn't find it. I was going to call it the hangout spot. <laughs> and I'm like, that's <laughs> that's not accurate. That's technically true. But there was a word for that. Where the mechanics and pilots are hanging out. So we got Lunamaria, uh, Shin... And Marin's there. Marin, The group. Yolent and other mechanic guy. And so, like, is this really happening?
0: And Marin's like, yeah, I saw it. So like, they're going over a little bit what's going on. They're Rey's like, uh, also... very
2: quiet. They're, and Luna Mario's like, What did we get a gypsy curse? I'm not sure.
1: <laughs>
2: and then it's like, what should we do? And then simultaneously, Atherin and Ray
1: said, Call Bruce Willis Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm glad I waited. Yeah, that was a much better joke than what I had.
0: I, I really like the <laughs> effect they use because they put Atherin and Ray on screen at the same time in a split screen. They, use, they have the same solution, which is smash it into pieces. Well, they even
1: say it with, like, the exact same inflection. They're like, oh, man, that's going to be impossible, though. And I really like it because they're
2: both the most competent characters that we've seen so far. And also, if we watch the original series, we know Atherin has a huge emotional attachment to this. And Ray seems like he's being more cold and calculated. We don't really know if that's true or not. But I like that both the person who has a reason to want to preserve it and the person that's just like thinking about how to do it efficiently come to the same
1: conclusion. That's and because Athrine's a stone cold badass.
0: I did have a thought when they started talking about blow it up. My immediate thought was start calling in military because there's probably a lot more of it, and specifically calling a couple of specific individuals.
1: To be fair, they but did no a- one does. They did actually start to call in the military. It's just implied that there's not a whole lot of people close.
0: Bit. Like, everybody kind of has the same reaction after they say, smash it, which is Kigali just gives him a s- Atherin a very surprised look, and everybody else starts, like, looking at Ray very confused as
2: to it. But Ray's like, yeah, like, we can't move it out of orbit. We have to destroy it. But then Yolan's like, it's huge. It's eight kilometers. And Bruce Willis can't get here that fast. It takes way longer to train as an astronaut.
0: Yeah, uh, and Atherin and Kigali apparently sneak up on this lounge. And like they just
2: start listening in, and Marin's like, "Yeah, but think about all the bodies." But then Ray, very practical, is like, "Yeah, but think about the people living on Earth now. Yeah, I mean like, well, we have to think about that."
0: Well, I mean the bodies, the, the people, the bodies belong to. You don't need them anymore. Not to so much. Sure they're they're like probably mummies. and like Earth would be destroyed. They say,
2: which I assume is more of a uh, geographical graphical problem not a literal it will explode
0: problem i but oh no it's given the size of yeah. it it would do some serious like economic or not economic ecological damage Yeah,
1: yeah. say so earth itself would exist it would probably wipe out all life on earth just being as large as it is but
2: anyway you know it's like well i guess can't be helped sure
0: would be convenient for us if an act of god destroyed the planet huh and clearly this bothers everybody yeah literally board.
1: everyone
0: but, of course, Kigali being nearby and hearing it just goes off on one.
1: Yeah, she's like, like, who the hell do you
2: think I am? I feel like Atherin should restrain her at this point, especially since he's going to later and he knows who Kigali is. I do like the scene and I like that it plays out. But it just I, seems weird that he waits until... I
0: think it's kind of along the lines of, like, he knows he should restrain her, but dude's also out of line.
2: So everybody but Shin immediately gets up and salutes her. And I really like how Shin a moment ago was clearly disgusted with the idea. But now that Kigali is yelling at them for it, he does like a complete 180. I don't know why they
0: saluted her.
1: I think it's just habit. Like, oh oh shit, we're in trouble. This is what you do. She's a high ranking something something.
0: But she's not one of their officers. She's not in their chain
1: of. Command. She is a foreign diplomat. That's seems polite.
0: No. Like these are all privates, basically. Though, so I think they're
2: all defaulting to oh no, we're in trouble mode. I'm also not sure if they were saluting.
0: Attention. I'm also not sure if they were saluting Kigali or Athrin.
1: Yeah, and that's <laughs> I assume they were saluting Atherin, actually.
0: I, well, I just suddenly had that thought they might have been saluting him. So yeah, she starts giving a, a speech about you know we went through the
1: war and yeah, Kigali is like war, war can... never changes.
0: Now we can get out of it.
2: And Atherin moves in to stop her, but that's when Shin kind of speaks up. And she's like, you clearly, he didn't mean what he said. Like, you can't even tell that. And he goes, again, like, even though a moment ago he was clearly like, you don't want, that's in terrible taste. Now he's suddenly up Defending to defend him. It. And I really like that shift in him. And Rey's like, hey, watch yeah, what you say. Kigali,
0: or Atherin is trying to restrain Kigali, and Ray is more or less trying to restrain Shin.
2: But Shin's like, time to activate sarcasm mode. Oh yeah, she's important, huh?
0: This is where I really started to not like Shin the first time through here.
2: See, and this is kind of where I did start to like him in a lot of ways. But
0: anyway, Atherin, for whatever reason, instead of taking Kigali, he's like, hey
2: Shin, I need some of your character background because you're not going to give it out on your own.
0: Well, it's it's <laughs> well, I, the reason why I didn't like Shin here is because it's like, He's sitting there being like, yes, I hate you because people are that. Like, you realize you're talking to two people who are veterans of the same war you're bitching
1: about, right? And his problem is basically, like, the authors made people die for their ideals. But, like, nations do that all the time?
2: Yeah, but also, like, I definitely get where he's coming from. Yes, And I kind of like the base level of maturity that he doesn't blame Kira, the person who literally killed them. He blames the person who caused that to occur. One of the problems, I think, with the series is no one asks Shin, hey, what do you think they should have done? Because I would actually be really interested to see if he's like, they should have surrendered, or if he's like, they should have accepted help from Zap, which is clearly, I think, where he, what he would think now, given his position.
1: Yeah, but maybe, he's with yeah, No one
0: ever confronts him on it, really.
1: That's because he always starts screaming about it.
0: Uh, And Kigali's pretty aghast. Kigali's also kind of got PTSD, because she lost a lot in the same thing. Yeah, well,
1: and he's like, you'd have no idea
2: what it's like to lose things. And then we see her flashing back to the astray girls all dying while she was nearby. And she looks like a kicked puppy as he walks
0: out. Because, like, again, she lost a lot in the same war he did. And then we get the eye catch on that cheery (laughs) note.
1: Yeah, I was going to say the tone shift there. It's Whiplash.
2: Do you remember Midspots? Hi, it's Jeremy. Thank you very much for listening to episode 5 of our Gundam Seed Destiny recap, and I assume episodes 1, 2, 3, and 4. Sorry we haven't had any Midspots. I'm sure you've all been just devastated by that. I've just been crazy, crazy busy trying to quit my job and doing a very bad job of it. But I finally have, which means I have time to record Midspots www.patreon.com slash last podcast is where you can go if you want to donate money to me, which I'm not bringing up because I quit my job. No, sir. If you do, we have the first 10 episodes of Destiny already ready. Tyler is working on episode 11. I'm working on episode 12. They should be up there pretty shortly. We also have an episode where we talk about Char's counterattack up there. And we have some plans for some new stuff in the near future as well. You will get new episodes of Destiny as soon as they are done being edited, which, as I said, should hopefully be soon. Uh, That'll be a couple weeks ahead of the regular feed, as well as any bonus episodes we decide to record. If you don't want to pay us any money, that's fine. Just listening is genuinely very flattering to us. But a five-star review on iTunes would be great. We have seven of them, which is a lucky number, but I would love to have more. Or you can just join our Discord, which you can find www.lastpodcast.com. That's absolutely free, and we talk about all sorts of stuff, like Evangelion and Donald Trump trying to buy a Death Note. I do not remember how to end these now. So again, thank you for listening, and I will let you get back to it.
1: Wait, actually, can we go back to the eye catch? Okay, look at this ring of horrors! <laughs> Holy crap. How else would you frame them? <laughs> I also like the demon harrow up in the top left. <laughs> <laughs> I had not noticed that one. And they're all like flapping while the eye catch is going
2: on. Yeah, I also hadn't noticed the anti harrow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was it. That was the whole thing. Oh, and it spins. None of the others spin. What? So we cut the Junius seven. Looking at the earth, and then we cut to an Equestrian Equestrian Richmond's
1: Cup. Yep, which I actually really like as a tone shift. So they're talking about how it's unprecedented danger while playing billiards because they're rich. (laughs) Ha ha, hoity-toity.
2: Yes, quite.
1: So, okay, this is my first complaint about these guys right now, is they're playing billiards while wearing full equestrian jackets and riding gloves. I'm like, you can't even take your goddamn gloves off to play a game of pool. And
0: so we've actually got a name now for new Raul Laflaga, Neo fucking Roanoke. Do they actually and say they should...
1: Roanoke? They've no, called him they Neo.
0: No, but the, we've got a n- name for his like team. It's Phantom Pain. I
2: think we've gotten that before, although I'm not 100% sure. This is the first time, time I've, I've seen it. I don't think okay. they
0: actually named it yet. Okay. But then there they did.
2: So they're you know, like, they, we sent them to investigate. And one of them's like, what good will an investigation
1: do? And they're like, that's what we're investigating. I know. <laughs> Meanwhile, the druggies are just like playing cards. I do stuff. like casual druggies a weird <laughs> amount. Like, like Stella's apparently
2: into gardening and the boys are just playing But well, she's watching a fish. It looks like, I don't know. For some reason, it looks like hydroponic gardening to me. You're right. I don't know why it reads 100% as gardening to me when there is a fish. I don't know. But any of the rich folks are like, I can't imagine the governments are just going to sit back and let it fall on us. This is the most impractical
1: billiards playing outfit. And anyway, head asshole, who is Lord Jabril. Who is also the youngest asshole, it looks like. Well,
2: that's how you become leader. You'd be the
1: youngest. Yeah. He's the
2: biggest male. asshole. Uh, he's like, uh, I'm just uh, shocked by it. How could it be? And they're like, skip the pre what would you? He's like, no, that's my point. That's what everyone's going to be asking. And we have to be there to answer the question. Also we should definitely answer it with war! exclamation point exclamation point exclamation point exclamation point.
0: <laughs> we get a few flashes like of them going over like people just basically living on earth,
1: but and they're like at some point someone's going to get freaked out and we have to blame someone.
0: I mean these guys are basically looking forward to being able to politicize a incoming disaster
1: assuming they they are making a lot of assumptions, like, we're going to live through this.
0: To be fair, one of them brings that
2: up. But he's like, well, if we don't live through this, we don't need a plan. I That's guess. fair.
0: <laughs> I mean, it, it makes sense. You make the plan based on the assumption you're going to survive it, because if you plan to not survive it, you're not making plans.
2: And also, we don't really know who these guys are yet, but from my point of view, they're not in much position to do anything before it happens, knowing what I know about them.
0: Knowing what I know about them as well, I I read the same way. Like, they can't do anything about it, really. I mean, they've got, obviously, Phantom Pain in place, but they don't have enough firepower to really make a difference in this particular problem.
2: And they've already sent Phantom Pain.
1: So, like, and, yeah, the, the already, thing they can do, they did.
0: They've already done that, and they're just looking forward
1: to, can we use this? So, the guy's name is Jabril? Yes. yes. Okay. He does kind of mention that, like, I gathered this meeting. Like, he implies that he gathered the meeting before he knew this was going to happen, so that they could plan on this happening, which implies that he was somehow implicated in the
2: event? I I think you're misreading. I think he called it as soon as he heard it was going to happen. Gotcha. Like, so he doesn't know what the government's going to do about it yet. Yeah, that's what I read it as well.
1: That makes more sense.
2: But anyways, like, yeah, we should war. And the guys are like, hey, are we going to have the strength to fight a war after this? And he's like, well, that's why I gathered you here today, so we can strike immediately. So that, like, we have the element of surprise. Even if we're low on forces, we can also inflict immediate damage.
0: Yeah, if we're going to... When when we go war, we we have enough stuff in place to war
1: properly. And one guy's like, hmm, harumph, pipe. (laughs) Yes, you'll think
0: aggressively.
2: Yes, people will hate the coordinators. Again. Like I his... love that. If there are any left, that is. <laughs> we all approve of the plan, Jabril. Hoity I do, Thank you very much for declaring war. See, everything Zack feels about Azrael,
1: I feel about Jabril.
0: <laughs> oh, I feel the same thing about Jabril. I just couldn't remember
1: his name um, for a long time. So, we, we, this is the end of the cabal scene, right? Yeah. I hate all of these assholes to so much. Not type. because they're evil or anything, because they're all... So flimsy cardboard cutout melodrama villains, I don't understand. That's one of
0: my biggest problems with the end of Gundam Seed is all the villains turn into that.
2: And I will and have for like 20 episodes argue that Azrael has a personality and at least represents something. He represents a form of evil that exists in the real world. And I guess Jabril kind of does too when we find out what he is. But he just seems so much more generic and like, this is the villain of 2006.
1: Is his secret motivation, or I guess is his secret identity, is that he's a capitalist?
2: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I will just like tell you what these people are. They're all war profiteers.
1: Yeah. No, I figured he's
2: a capitalist. They're all like specifically in munitions and that's like war is good for business. That's equally evil to racism and it does exist in the real world. But like, I just, with Azrael, like, that hatred just feels more real to me. Well, it's and he also has, in an, this. And he also has, uh, Atherne's dad as a foil. As much as Zack thinks he gets kind of cartoony, too. You at least see it from both sides. Whereas, like, spoilers, there's not, like, a Zaf side war profiteer
0: character.
1: Or anything similar. Yeah.
0: Like, I mean, they, they do actually mention the, you know, for the, for our blue and pure world, when they all leave. One of them does.
1: And everyone else is like, hey, don't be racist.
0: And I guess
2: we didn't actually touch on the end of the cabal scene, which is baffling to me. Which is after they all leave, Jabril takes one of the pool key- balls and just throws it like he's upset. But as far as I can tell, the meeting went to plan. I, I, it's yeah, it's very strange.
0: I didn't. I don't quite understand that. Like initially, when I saw that, rewatching this, I was like, "Did I miss a line?" But no, I didn't miss he, anything.
1: It's he's just... actually got a micro earbud in and he's listening to Limp Biscuits break stuff.
2: <laughs> or like maybe he's just upset at like. This might fall on him, and he dies, and he can't do anything before it happens. Yeah, Maybe, I did not. But that's given the story this. a lot of, or the show a lot of credit. I don't know that it's earned. So we cut back to the Minerva, zooming towards Junius Seven. We find out that they've sent two other battleships ahead, including one with Isaac and Diarka on it. Notably, uh, visually, Isaac has been promoted, and Diarka has been demoted.
0: Yeah, Diarca is now just a normal soldier, and Isaac is a team leader. And Isaac doesn't have the scar anymore.
2: No, actually, that's a good point. Although I didn't think about it because I know they bring it up later. But yeah, Izak no longer has the score he was going to keep until he killed Kira. So Durendal's like, hey, no one else is going to be able to get here. We sent our two closest ships. We'll be able to make it in time. But all the Earth is going to be able to do is shoot missiles from the surface. And that probably won't have much effect. You get a shot of them fixing up the green Zaku. And like there's a speech that really feels like it should be over the intercoms because it's pretty... Like, effective, where he's like, the Earth is the motherland for us. This is, like, an unprecedented calamity. We have to do everything we can, even though our equipment isn't really set for it. We have to give it our all. But he just gives it to the bridge crew, so. Yeah, it's very strange. Uh, Meanwhile, in their uh, cabin that apparently doesn't have lights, because it's always dark in here, Atherin is trying to cheer up Kigali. He brings her some cheer-up orange juice, and then he
0: gets down on one knee. Yeah, I mean, to try and cheer her up, because Shin really messed with her head.
2: Yeah, he's like, hey, you knew there would be people like that. And I like that it cuts and we see Shin, like, going through the photos on Maya's phone. And I like the selection of photos. So, like There are a bunch of selfies, but then there are also just, like, randomly one of Shin. And then their yeah. parents. Like, it gives it a real, like,
1: verisimilitude feel. I really like it. Uh, so really quick, I looked up the official explanation as to why he throws a billiards ball. He apparently really hates the uh, Blue Earth. Is that the name of their group? Blue Cosmos.
2: That makes sense, actually, because we will find out that this isn't about ideology.
1: Yeah, so the the use of that phrase apparently... Is should... what... Okay, that's not conveyed very well. It's not. But mm-hmm. I do see it,
2: and that's... Like, if it was conveyed better, that would actually be an interesting bit of character development for him. Or I guess character reveal, because he's this is his introduction. I don't think it's fair to say anything's development for him yet.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I could understand that. I just, it's not conveyed very well. It's very confusing.
2: So Kigali talks about how she can't believe someone would talk about her father like that, remembering his sacrifices. So we get six seconds on this game this week, guys. I was going to yeah. say,
1: one of my notes was we scored points. So.
2: <laughs> We're up to eight seconds in Gundam Seed Destiny. So maybe not
0: <laughs> as much as me and Zack thought, but wait for it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Certainly
0: feels like it. And Kigali completely breaks down.
2: Yeah. And, like, Atherin tries to hug her to help, and she just falls out of her chair onto him.
1: Well, I like how Athrun is actually pretty empathetic of Shin. He's basically saying, like, I've kind of been there, and, like... There's no way you could convince him right now. He needs to come to a different place before you can have that conversation.
2: This isn't really a criticism of the story. It's what it has to do. What I couldn't help but be struck this watching, though, is it's been two years. And I understand we're coming into the story now, so we need to have Shin's grief. But that's
0: a long time to hold on to this story. He's also a teenager,
1: though. That's true. And I, that was a very it, formative moment. It's kind,
0: of a, it's, it's kind of holding on to his grief, but I think he's also holding on to a grudge. Yes. So it's it's a combination of things. And depending on the nature of a grudge, that doesn't go away quickly.
1: Well, yeah, I was going to say, he was also orphaned by it. Like, I that's feel true. like that's that's his chip on his shoulder, and he's also an emotional teenager. So he's going to bear that to his grave, or at least he thinks he will.
2: Yeah, and he hasn't met a girl yet. So yeah. Help yeah. Him out.
1: <laughs> He'll grow up at some point, right?
2: You're right. Um it just struck me as I think cuz I watched Big Hero 6 last night right before this which is <laughs> yeah,
1: which is a all great about movie. That.
2: Well, it's all about dealing with grief. Um so the Ark is like, man, this thing is huge. And he's like, yeah, we live on one, remember? He's like <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm just saying that I realize this is a huge mission and if we fuck it up, it might be the biggest fuck up of our lives and we're the Ark and Isaac.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Just remember, Diarka, you don't have to worry about fighting against Moo in this one. So,
2: or
1: Gravity, even.
0: Well, actually, yes, Diarka's about to fight
1: Gravity Sack.
0: I know, but he'll has to deal with one of his primary rivals.
1: I will say, I'm not sure what they did differently, but his hair looks better in this. It's just been two
0: years, he's figured it out. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, obviously, Isaac and Diarka are still friends here. So they, like, have these...
2: Basically, these Bruce Willis drills—they're going to set up into the asteroid to try and
1: break it apart.
0: Yeah, and like it, Isaac assures Diarca that the Minerva is on its way.
1: Uh, meanwhile, Athrun comes to a decision after petting putting his
0: Kigali to bed.
1: Yeah, she cried herself to sleep. So he goes up to the bridge of the Minerva. Actually, way. a quick segue—they've got like that rotating tunnel thing, that, that Star Wars level. You mean? Yeah, it seems like it should be a hard hat area, but. That was it. That was the whole comment.
0: He runs into Luna Maria coming out of the lift, going in the other direction.
2: And she somewhat glibly says, hey, is the princess feeling better?
0: And I really like that Aston has like a no-nonsense
2: response where he's like, hey, she lost her father and friends in the war. It's not like she doesn't know what's going on.
0: Which, yeah. is, it's weird to take it out on her,
1: but... I think what? it's mostly that he can relate to her, who will eventually relate to Shin, maybe. That's true. And I get it.
0: Like, the... well, Shin will obviously not listen to anybody talk about anybody from Or, but Luna Maria and him are clearly friends. That's and fair. And she's already kind of on his side when, when you really boil yep. it down.
1: I saw this as a good social play by him.
0: Honestly. I, actually,
2: yeah. When you say it like that, Athrun's got one of the highest emotional intelligences of all the. I mean, he's not like his Klein, but <laughs> Sh-
1: but he's up there. He's yeah. better than Kira. He, he's
0: higher than most of the pilots.
2: And I like that we then cut to, by contrast to Shin and Ray, and Shin like is looking at him awkward, and Ray's like, "Hey, I'm not going to scold you. I actually agree with you."
1: And Shin's like, "Praise!" Yeah, he gets so happy about it. So Ather makes it up to the bridge
2: and he's like the Rundle's like, Hey Ath I mean Alex was your name, right? Alex fake name Dino? <laughs> and he's like, Yeah, cut the shit. Uh I have an unconventional request. Give me a mobile suit. Give me the mobile suit I brought on board. Well, even earlier they said,
0: Hey, we have they more have mobile extras, suits,
2: but, but we no do pilots. not have pilots. So he already knows that And Gladys is him. like the what?
0: We can't well, like, We can't do that. You're and they keep making uh,
2: references to Waz Canaver put in place, and I would really like to know what those are, but we're never going to get any explanation on them. But she's like, yeah, basically, we can't let you do that. It would completely undermine parts of the peace treaty. But Dorendal's like, I'm the president. I can
0: do that. I sure. Think it, my, my assumption was that it has to do with pardons or the like for, like, Athryn and Diarca and them, who basically make sense. committed treason to assist the Three Ships Alliance. I mean, at the same time, it's like, you need as many people out there as you can to stop this thing.
1: Well, and it's not a combat situation as far as they're aware.
2: And that's kind of the argument that Atherin uses to start with. And Durendal's like, yeah, it's not a combat situation. We need all the units we can get. He's what a skilled of, pilot.
0: One of those baseline things that I actually kind of like that's subtle in the background here is that Diarca actually goes out with the team to like set up these Bruce the Willis drills, drills but Isaac doesn't.
1: The Bruce Drillis, if you will.
0: Yeah,
2: because he's the commander.
0: Yeah, because he's the the commander, so he's not out, like, with everybody, but that's a contrast to what he would have been doing previously.
2: He's matured. Uh, So anyway, sneak attack on the drills they're setting up. And the Ark is like, what is going on?
1: He gets sneak attack, but he's a main character, so he dodges it. I really like how easily these guys get ambushed and, like, just wrecked. They get bodied.
0: I mean, obviously they're not looking for it. No, and that's what I like
1: about it because it's realistic.
0: Although I do, I don't like one of the effects because it shows one of them get hit in the head and immediately explode. Which just goes into one of the constant, like, Gundam Like the head's
1: not actually vital?
0: Well, it's vital unless it's not. Because, like, we've seen it in other series where sometimes destroying a body part on and mobiles who will destroy the whole thing kira obviously when he does it doesn't destroy it but it will here one hit to the head destroys the whole thing
2: it's also this is not that weird but they don't have combat equipment which is part of why they get drowned so quickly but uh the arca did bring one of those big zaku guns that luna maria has i guess just to be safe but now he is in a two-on-one fight where he's got to hold off these djins and he's actually like what is going on who do they belong to and like there's no response from the
1: iff we don't know and Isaac looks so shocked.
0: Well, I mean, like, they didn't know anybody was there. So in their Zaft mobile suits, so what are they doing there?
2: So anyway, Phantom Pain sees this. And Neo's like, oh, that's weird. Maybe it's not a whimsical act of guy after all. Hey, send the druggies out. Also, record all of this. We might need it. As we see from his perspective, the Arca trying to hold off the gins.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, if you're going to be a bastard like that, that's definitely the right move to record it, because you can use it later in propaganda. Yeah. and. Blaming Zaft for the dropping of the colony.
2: So anyway, Lunamar's like, yeah, so we were told to uh, support the jewel team and smashing it apart. What the hell does that mean? Like, I don't know. But then before they can have a conversation, you say
0: Atherin boarding is like, yeah, I guess he's gonna. Yeah, he's going out too.
1: And I like how in just a second we're going to see that Shin's surprised that he's a mobile suit pilot.
0: Well, Lunamari mentions that he's a mobile suit pilot. Well, it's not so much. I don't think. I think that he is is reacting to he's going out.
2: Okay, gotcha. It's just,
0: it's placed in a really weird spot. Because, like, obviously they know he's a mobile suit pilot. I also think it's partly that Shin wasn't expecting Atherin to
2: come out. Yeah, I think he thinks, like, he he has this boulderized look of the Atha ideals of, like, they always want to do peace and they, like, won't fight for it. Which is obviously the opposite of what really happened. But I see how he gets there. Um, And so he thinks Atherin's completely in
1: that camp. So.
0: Yeah, he, he thinks that they won't fight for what they believe in or have to, so he's really surprised when Atherin's willing to.
1: Yeah, Well, this is just for the peace thing right now, as far as That's they're true. aware. They're about no, they, to get that information. No,
0: they know they're under attack now. No, no, no
1: not they yet. Because oh. They
2: get right here, they say, hey, abort the launch, the situation has changed, you need to gear up for combat, the jewel team is being attacked by unknown forces.
0: Yeah. Two of them are like, uh, the jewel team, and... I, I like Atherin's reaction is just, Ezek? Because <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's like, he knows where it is. Like, he knows that guy personally. And Atherin's
2: like, hey, what's going on? And uh, Mayron's like, uh, I don't know, but you're supposed to go support the jewel team. So as soon as you're done getting your guns, head out. So this episode, like a lot of slow Gundam Seed episodes, ends with a long launch sequence.
0: Yeah, because we get like a, a putting together of all the equipment from I think it's just Atherin and Shin, but...
1: And then we also get the full yeah, impulse we, launch. We
0: get a full launch from everybody.
1: I actually like it here because it, it's, well, it's the it's, tension it's, it's building. A good,
0: it's a good setup here because we haven't really seen this before. I mean, we've seen them packing on, but here you don't want to really start the fight because you're going to end immediately. So it's a really good place to end the episode before the fight really gets started so you can start next week on it.
2: Yeah, and I, the bit I do like is that after Mayron hangs up, Luna Maria calls Atherin. It's like, "Hey, we're gonna actually be fighting. Uh, you sure you don't want to give up? It could be dangerous." And Atherin's like, "Come on, give me a little respect."
0: I mean, he's not wrong. It's like, "Bitch, please."
2: And then Kaido wakes ace. up.
0: You are not. Did you see me fighting
2: all of the gins in a regular as I found on the ground? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Did you? Yeah, out fighting all of your super experimental stuff.
2: We also see the druggies have launched as well from the Phantom Pain, to contrast, although we don't get a full launch sequence for them. We so just we, see them out of the ship.
0: We get a uh, the beginnings of a three-way brawl.
2: Yeah, and again, the, like a Gundam seed, the ending place
1: theme starts playing over it
2: as they are actually exiting, and we end on Athrun
1: finally launching. So I like how the other two announce what suit they're going out in, and Atherne's just like, I'm launching, bitches.
2: And that's always been his move. I don't know yep. if you've noticed, like, but when he would launch with Kira as well, Kira would always be, Freedom Gundam, let's do it. And he was just like, Atherin Zala launching.
1: That's because he, he is his own mobile suit.
0: Well, he's he's also very um, by the book and straight laced when it comes down to it. So that always made sense to me.
1: Well, Ray and Luna Mario both say Zaku, and I assume that's just their protocol. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the protocol would be.
2: So that's episode five. The Scar That Won't Scars Heal. Scars That Won't Heal, Scars That Won't Heal. That's it. Um. Again, we really needed this episode to establish where Shin is at and to move Atherin along a little bit and to get to some of his internal conflict. But it does feel slow and it doesn't do anything in regards to introducing the new villains, or I should say, it doesn't do them any favors. Because, like we said, the reason he even like acts out at the end, I actually like that as a bit of a character move for him. But, but it it's doesn't so read. poorly
1: portrayed.
0: Yeah, it, it's hard to say. I mean, without Tyler looking it up, we didn't know what it was supposed to be in reference to. If that was a
1: comic book, and that was the last thing said on a panel before he was throwing it. Or even on the panel. Yeah.
0: Or or even if the dialogue was over him throwing it, like if they repeated it. Yeah, that would make a lot more sense, but it's said, and then it goes into there, and there's no dialogue or anything like that. He just picks up the billiard ball and chucks it. Yeah, but other than that, I did like the episode.
2: High
1: points, Tyler? Oh, man, this is actually kind of hard. Um... I think it's actually going to be Shin's quick turnaround in the lounge where he's, like, on board with everyone else being disgusted at the thought of not trying to do anything, and then just flipping around immediately when Kigali is also on that same camp. Zach, That's the easy one, Tyler. No, it was. I think it was a much-needed character moment for Shin. (laughs)
0: Honestly, I think it's probably gotta be Atherin telling Luna Maria about Kigali. Just the, she lost her father and friends in the war. Granted, she did find out she had a brother, but she did lose a lot of people too.
1: It was a very subtle move on his part. I like it.
0: Yeah, it's a very nice character moment for both people.
2: This is kind of a cop-out because I just feel like this is a very flat episode. It's necessary, but nothing sticks out to me as super good. So I'm going to say the photos on Maya's phone, I really like how varied they are. And of course, they start out with a bunch of selfies of her because that would be what Shin would want to look at. But then
1: there are like pictures of just Shin and then the two of them and their family. And I really like how he's just smiling at it, too. He's not like sad about it. He's like just remembering. I I really really, like that scene.
0: It really does help to uh, reinforce where Shin's headspace is at the moment and has been in the past two years.
1: Man, I I wish they had started the show with
2: any of this. I mean, I feel like they kind of deal with String Shin's backstory, but we definitely
1: needed this context faster. You have a low point, Tyler. I do, and it's actually very oddly specific. And it's just the whole thing with the evil cabal, mostly just the I fact say that that's it, very general, but also no, the w- obvious one. No, I was going to be a bit more specific with it. Specifically, the fact that they're on like an equestrian village house thing. They're on a mansion with like an equestrian track, and they're all wearing. Riding clothing while sitting around discussing their evil plans and playing billiard it's, like it's very Gundam for, Wing.
2: They're rich, hate them. Yeah,
1: yeah it, the problem it, is there. It's like too mishmash. No one who is actually rich would do I, all those things at once. I got a
0: very Gundam Wing vibe out of that because yeah. the, the Oz guys are all about
1: that. It's just, like, it's a little too much, I think. But like the Oz guys are almost, like,
2: Renfair cosplaying into <laughs> it. Like, they're into it because of the aesthetic in a lot of way. I think more than the activity. you have one, Zach?
0: Like, I think this is also the episode where I first started really disliking Shin, but I think that's more a matter of coming from understanding what the other two characters that he's being very dismissive of went through in the previous ep- uh, the previous series, which he obviously wouldn't know.
1: He is a shitty teenager, to be oh, fair. That's that what Gundam's is also about. So
0: true. I know Tyler took the general one, but I think I have to go with the very the specific action of him throwing that billiard ball because it's not clear why. It could
1: have been so much better.
2: Yeah, that's just a technical problem, right? Like ri- written on the script, that's fine, but the way they execute it. It doesn't
1: convey the meaning. And I think it hurts it because now yeah. it's just confusing.
2: Yeah. So you guys took the easy ones. So what am I left with? I also want to do something with the evil cabal, but you guys really took like all the angles.
1: There, there? There's that one old man whose face looks like a scarecrow.
2: I was going to, I guess I'll say we needed the slow episode. I agree with you on that, but I got real
1: whiplash from this, from how slow it was
2: compared to the previous episodes. And especially when they're stretching out that launch sequence at the end. That's a trick Gundam Seed like to do a lot, but it just makes it feel like they're really padding out runtime on and it felt
0: me. And it's really
1: long in this one.
0: It's also, why like, because it actually was really long, but I think one of the reasons why it really does give you whiplash is because it's very, we've got very little in the way of action in the beginning. We've got, like, setting up an action, and then the second half of the episode where you're bringing in Diark and Izak, you've got combat beginning again. So it's very, like, slow, but then very fast again. Because we're jumping right back into a combat. Okay.
2: So shall we put a mobile suit on the list if I can pull it up?
1: We should. Which one are we going to do?
2: Do we want to do a druggie suit? Do we want to do one of the... Do we want to rate the different Zaku packs? This is the longest.
1: That is the last I'm on video games yeah, list.
2: Have we done the Impulse? We have not done the Impulse yet. Have we ranked any suits on this thing yet? Yeah, we did the Zaku. We've done one of the druggy suits as well. I can't remember which one. Let's look through here. We've done the Zaku Warrior. Oh, we did the dagger. We did the dagger L this okay. week. So no, we haven't done any of the Gundams. So do we want to take one? Either one of the druggies or one of the forms of the impulse? Not necessarily today. Do we want to do the Zaku gunner as a separate mobile suit?
1: We kind of do because its design is different. And I agree, not today. But
2: I, I would... I and it the... could go
1: either way, but it, its design is different enough, I think.
2: Okay, so do we want to just do the impulse that's base form that I
1: can't think of name of
2: right now? The is, force impulse? Is that the that's the ale impulse? The ale equivalent, yeah. Uh, we could do that, or we could do one of the druggy suits.
1: I think we've seen more from the druggy suits. Yeah, I was going to vote one of the druggy suits. I think specifically is the raider, the dog transforming one, no, or is the that ra- the old one? That's the old one. The chaos, the, the, Gaia. the Gaia. It's Gaia. The Gaia. There we go. The Gaia
2: is the earth based
1: transforming one. So is it the Gaia, The it's the Gaia,
0: the Chaos, and the Abyss? Okay,
1: that's what I was going to say. They're all kind of related, I guess. Yeah,
2: like the Gaia transforms into a mode
1: better suited for
2: ground combat, the Abyss does for water combat, and the Chaos for space combat, so you can kind of see what they're going for with the naming convention. It doesn't really fit with the Impulse or the secret fifth Gundam they made at the same time, we will find out about. But you want to do the Gaia? I agree. That's the one we've seen the most of. Yep. That's what I want I mean, to do. Make... So. I
0: mean, doesn't bother me.
2: The Gaia is my favorite of them. I think you guys disagree. And, but well, no. Hey, his... hey, man. I know hey, you man. really like that dumb thing last I week.
1: really like that dumb thing. It turned me around on it that a lot. That is
2: really dumb. But I know! It's so good! Of the three, it turns into a Baku, and I don't like the Baku, but the Baku's an established thing that has, like, a military role. And it's very
1: obviously a Baku.
2: Yeah, so I understand the idea of wanting to have a mobile suit that can fill both roles. And just the more I look at it, I just really like shoulder guns on a mobile suit, it turns out. And other than that, it's just a Gundam. But I kind of like that simplicity. I think the place to start is with the duel, because
0: that's also just a Gundam. And I think I like it more than the duel.
1: I think I like it more than duel, the Duel 2, if only based on color scheme.
0: I really dislike transforming anything, things, but I think I would probably agree.
1: Yeah, transforming is really impractical in
0: real life. You're overcomplicating things that now your mechanics have to fix.
2: Uh, so the next Gundam up on the list is also an old druggy Gundam, the Forbidden, which is the one with the Scythe. And I think I like it a little more than the Forbidden as well, although that's definitely closer I for me. I think I
0: preferred the Forbidden because it had the... The Scythe is cool. It had its cool beam shields. And the left turn laser. (laughs) And it had its left turn laser.
1: I was actually going to say, I think the beam shields specifically are what turned me off of the Forbidden. So I think I'm going to have to give it to the guy. Like, they look really stupid.
2: Right above the Forbidden is the duel with the Assault Shroud. And I like it a little bit more than that, too, just because that's a little bulky. Again, I think we're in about the right area, but...
1: You'll have to remind me what the Assault Shroud is. It's It's the
0: railgun and missile pack. Yeah, it's like the armor. I think I prefer the Duel with the Assault Shroud.
1: I'm kind of torn on this one. I think I'm leaning slightly towards the Gaia Soul, but only very slightly.
2: Okay, so up another black Gundam is the Blitz. And I think they have pretty similar designs, too, because they're both kind of Gundam Gundams. Like, there's not a lot of specialness in the way they look. Super Duper Sneaky Gundam
0: beats Dog Gundam any day. Yeah, I agree.
2: Okay, so the final question,
1: is it better or worse than the Mobius Zero? Oh, man, that's tough. Uh,
0: I think I probably like it more than the Mobius Zero, despite the fact that the Mobius Zero has a far cooler pilot.
1: Well, I mean, they both have kind of gimmicky concepts, because let's face it, funnels are pretty gimmicky. I think I prefer the Gaia.
2: I think I will make it unanimous, so the Gaia will go in at number 18, and I think it's going to do the best of the three druggy Gundams, but we'll find out.
0: I don't know, I like heavy artillery, which the other two have a lot more of.
2: I like the Calamity more than either of them. And to be fair, the Calamity is almost a whole full 10 spots above the guy now. But for that
0: role, I like that a
2: lot more. Like, neither the Abyss or the Chaos scream artillery to me. They don't really scream anything to me, which is why I don't like them. Whereas, like the guy, like I said, it's a Gundam that turns into a Baku. It's not what I wanted, but I can see why it appeals and I can see, like, what its role would be. Fair enough. So that does it for this week. Join us next week when we will watch
1: Phase 6, The End of the World. That's not ominous. Drop it like it's a colony? Anything else you guys wanted to say about this episode? No, I'm glad we've only got a slow-paced one. I agree it was maybe a little too slow-paced, but hey, I liked it. I'm on board with the series now. This is the episode that did it.
0: Somebody needs to deck Shin in soon. I mean, they at least need to tell him
2: off, right? My low point was almost that Kigali just doesn't get to stand up for herself. but I get, at least she I, is kind of punchy. But at least I get it. But they've really made her... She was always super emotional, but they've made her way less punchy and way more cryy, and it's not good for her. Yeah,
0: well, I mean, in this one, I kind of, I I could kind of understand if she got with the flashback right then, it could be a moment of, like, basically PTSD, which would, locking her up.
2: Yeah, I don't hate it. It's just, unfortunately, it's a trend, and
0: I do hate the trend. Yes, I do agree with you on that. I'm just playing devil's advocate.
2: So, anyway. Catch us next time. We have to keep watching. It is our destiny.
1: Circumstances what purpose would an investigation serve at this point? That's what we're
0: investigating